it's the time to do. <laughs> Mamma mia, it's Mama the time mia. to do, 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 do. Your move. It's time. Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 11, The Dueling Monkey. The Dueling Monkey. The Dueling Monkey. It's me, New York Dueling Monkey. Uh, you can probably guess this is a Joey-centric episode. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. This is a very... I, You know what? I was honestly very impressed by this episode because I... Just based on the description alone, I was expecting it to be really boring. Uh, for me, it was very rewarding. Yeah? Yeah. All yeah. right. I don't know how you feel about it. Well, we'll get into that. Okay. Into the, dis- the discussion. Okay. Well, uh, before we get started, it's, it's time, time for news. What kind of news you got? I got some news. Um really? Yeah. Just, just a couple of things. So... Uh, we did a, uh, a movie episode, uh, some weeks ago now, uh, where we watched Yu-Gi-Oh! The movie Pyramid of Light. Then it threw up our, threw off our whole, <laughs> it threw up, it threw up, up, it threw it up on us. our whole episode up. Uh, it did, it did. It threw up our, uh, naming scheme. It did. So we're going to have to figure out how to fix that at some point in the future. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting that they did a theatrical release of a Yu-Gi-Oh! movie, and I realized this is actually the second time now that that's happened, uh, at least recently. Last year, before we started this podcast, they did a uh, theatrical release, a limited theatrical release of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions, which is the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie that I had seen beforehand. Uh, is it good? I mean, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! movie. <laughs> did you forget... What? No. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm just wondering if you thought it was good because <laughs> I mean, in like in terms of Yu-Gi-Oh movies, yeah, yeah, it's good. Are dimensions known for having a light side and a dark side? Uh, what is on the other the dark side of dimensions? You know what? We're gonna have to rewatch the movie to find out because I legitimately don't remember. <laughs> Let me guess. It's some kind of magic spooky bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely, Kaibo was there for some reason. I don't know. Of course. Anyway, uh, I read an article on, uh, oh, where is this? Where is it? Uh, Broadcasting and Cable. There it goes. Uh, Yeah, broadcastingcable.com saying that uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions is going to come back to American audiences by way of the Stars Network. Huh. Yeah, which seems like a weird choice for Yu-Gi-Oh!, but... Yeah. You know? Uh, That's not what I think of when I think of the Stars Network. Yeah. So if you have a Stars subscription, uh, you're going to be able to watch uh, Dark Side of Dimensions coming up soon. Uh, I didn't see a specific date, but I, it's sometime in the next month, I think. Um, yeah, this doesn't say a, a date for sure. So it could be... Uh, oh, it's now available. That's why they're not listing a day. Today is that day. Uh, so if you have Stars... Uh, and feel like using that uh, subscription to watch Yu-Gi-Oh!, you can go ahead and watch Dark Side of Dimensions uh, starting today. All right. Da-da-da! You're welcome. Uh, my other piece of news, I just wanted to talk briefly about Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links again, because it's been a bit, uh-huh. I feel like, since I've talked about it. I, I've been playing it less, I think, but I feel like I'm finally getting to a point like in the limited amount of time that I play where I, I understand a bit more of, like, the metagame involved. Mm. Um, a lot of it is, like, you got to get to a point where you have a pretty reliable deck and then just sort of auto-duel a bunch of, like, AI over and over again until you get enough gems to, like, then get more actual cards. And so for me, you it's... You can actually build a good deck. Yeah, so for me, it's... it's grinding, really. Kind of, yeah. And it's been a, a lot of, like okay, I'm just going to sit here like while we're watching Netflix or whatever and just auto-duel a bunch of, you know, people who look like five-year-olds and, uh, you know, get gems out of them. And then when I actually can sit down and play the game, it's all about buying and putting together cards. And that part is actually kind of fun for me. Uh, right now I have a Sylvan-based deck, which is all about, like, all these different monsters uh, have different triggers that when that trigger is met, I can excavate cards from my deck. So I essentially like reveal the top card of my deck. And if it's a, like a plant-based monster in this case, 
I put it in my graveyard. And if it's not, I put it at the bottom of my deck. But they also all have effects where if they're excavated and put in the graveyard, like an extra thing happens. So it's kind of like a magic mill deck. That's what it sounded like. But like on myself. So it's just milling through cards and like waiting for shit to happen. Uh, And and then reshuffling. Like I have other cards that like when they're excavated, I send other cards back into the deck so I don't like run out of cards and lose. Um, It's really interesting. And it's it's interesting to see it in auto duel too, because it's like, oh, here are all the mechanics that I was thinking of while I was building the deck, like actually being put into action. But I'm also not wasting my time on this like kind of bad card game. <laughs> it's still, I feel like it's still like every time I, I try for a ranked duel, it, it feels like I'm playing against somebody who's just paid a lot of money for their cards. Like mm. I don't get that same. I, I don't get I don't get the the feeling that the other person that I'm playing against is playing in the same way that I am, and I don't know that that makes me wrong or them wrong, or I don't know that there is a wrong in this case. It's just very different, I think, in competitive play. Um, but there's an event going on right now, which is really interesting. Uh, I think it'll still be going out when this episode comes out. Uh, but um, Elegant My is a event that's going on right now, and it's uh, my Valentine event, and. Uh, you know, my Valentine is a character you can play as in the game. She's actually who I'm playing as right now. Uh, and there is a version of my that has entered dual world, uh, dual realms, dual links, and has like Amazon cards, like Amazon warriors. So as you fight her, you win cards from her that are in these like special Amazonian deck. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's pretty cool. Actually. I, I really enjoy it. Um, it's, they're not like difficult duels uh she starts at level 20 if i'm remembering correctly uh which is like you're pretty confidently able to beat level 20 npcs by the time your character is like stage five so i mean within maybe 30 minutes of playing the game honestly Hmm. um just provided you like go and buy cards like as soon as you get gems and do all that stuff um but it's but it's neat to have like a themed deck that this is the only way that you can get it is by playing against my um there's a there's a new mini box out too called visions of ice uh that i have yet to get into because i've been doing that um that plant and bug uh box that we talked about last time we talked about it the like weevil underwood inspired one uh that one's been doing wonders for me uh but the ice cards are really interesting there's a lot of mechanics of like blocking sections of the battlefield so you can't place cards in certain places oh interesting um so you kind of like you can screw your opponent out of like they can't play trap cards in this particular space or they can't place monsters in this particular space like that sort of thing um i don't know that's actually really cool uh, yeah like i really i i like that and i if i feel like if i had more time to spend on it like i might buy cards from that box but because I don't have a whole lot of ice cards that do that right now, uh, there just doesn't really seem to be a point in like me investing. Yeah. Because like I said, my play style I think is maybe different than people who want to do this competitively. But it's interesting, you know, that they are kind of leaning into that with a. They're calling it a mini box, which I'm not 100 percent sure what that means. It's um, a smaller version of a box. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, it contains 40 new cards. There we go. That's what it means. Uh, smaller box. God damn it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks cool. Uh, if you have not played Duel Links yet, but were like at all interested in it, I would say now is probably a good time to start just because of like the events that are going on. There's also some, I forget the main event that's going on right now because I literally couldn't be bothered. It's like a board game. So as you beat npcs in the world you get fragments of dice and then you roll those dice and like move your character along a board and like different things it doesn't make sense to me and i don't really care about it but everything else going on right now is actually pretty cool (laughs) um because it's 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 at that point right now where like nothing no one thing that's happening is like too complex to really wrap your head around conceptually uh so you can just kind of like click buttons and something good will happen for you essentially there's you're not gonna like screw yourself over like you know by getting into a uh a, like a kaiba corp uh tournament right you know yeah. going going ranked duels right off the bat um so i think it's a good time for sure 
how good is the AI in a a card game? You know, app like Duel Links. I I was really skeptical at first because, like, you know, having played like Hearthstone and the the app they made for Magic the Gathering, I didn't feel like it was really going to be that good for Yu Gi Oh. On the whole, the AI is really easy to beat. Um, they tend to have very kind of rote strategies that are really easy to figure out, like within a couple of turns. And a lot of times they tell you what the name of the deck is even. So you can kind of get a guess of what it'll be. Mm. It's things like, um, you know, fusion heroes. And it's like, okay, there's literally a card called fusion hero. So that's probably going to be in there, huh? <laughs> yep. Oh, it's in. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh-huh. There it is. Uh, or, uh, so you can kind of plan ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you see that like Daniel has a level 10 poison traps deck, you're going to be like, okay, well, let me get things that are good against traps. Like, cool. There we go. Um, I, yeah, on the whole, I really haven't had much difficulty beating most AI, even for like the named characters, which are typically harder. Um, cause it brings in a lot of characters from the shows. Uh, there have been some instances though where I have like really swung above my weight class. I think because you can uh, opt to like challenge harder versions of those characters. Um, so like for comparison, right now, like uh, super easy AI would be like level ten, right? Uh, these guys are like level forty, mm. and those guys just wipe the floor with me every time. Like I have yet to win against one, and I. I feel like, again, it is one of those things where it's not that I haven't, like, figured out the puzzle necessarily. It's not that I don't know the strategy. It's just that either I have a bad hand or I haven't gotten the right cards together or I just haven't spent enough money on cards to do the thing, you know? Uh, Which is what they want you to do. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, But I feel like, you know, at the rate that I've been playing and – that's you know not much uh i feel pretty comfortable with like where i'm at if that makes sense like i'm not i'm not thinking like oh man i've done all this work and like have nothing to show for it i mean granted like yeah i tech i don't have anything to show for it realistically <laughs> it's a digital card game uh but uh yeah i you know i'm, I'm at a point where it's still like pretty fun to just kind of dive in every now and then and make a new deck and play around with it so hmm. yeah so i'm happy with it uh, you have been watching uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero a little bit, is that right? A little bit, yeah. How is it? Um, it's very different, obviously, from the um, the the show we've been watching. Um, it's not as dark as the manga, but I mean that's that good influence is definitely there. Like all the times Yugi will, for example, like in the manga, he like sets a guy on fire. Um, in this show, he just thinks he's been set on fire like he's doing all these like psychic sort of influence like to drive these people insane thinking they're getting punished in various ways um well i mean that's that's a good way around that yeah but it's a it's arguably a more interesting show uh on the whole from i I don't know how we can describe like the difference between these shows because they're both called Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I, I've been wondering about that. I have seen in some places that like this has been written out as dual monsters. I don't know yeah. if that helps. So Yu-Gi-Oh, the first series is just dual monsters. Um, but I don't know what you would call Yu-Gi-Oh original. Season zero, I guess, yeah. is the best. The Toei Yu-Gi. Yeah. Uh, but um, one interesting thing I've noticed is that the characters that yugi hangs out with are much more developed than in this version whereas really? yeah because here joey and tristan are just kind of there yeah i mean joey has more character development and then tristan is just kind of like a shadow of him he doesn't, he doesn't really have a point that's fair yeah i mean we get a little bit of like character development for them in this episode specifically but slightly but that, though but yeah a little bit just a, a smidge and then i don't even know what Taya is doing there half the time i yeah why is Taya? <laughs> why she's, is Taya here in this version of Yu-Gi-Oh, she's mostly i think there to be the girl character i think so i think you're right right and now i'm just kind of worried about like she's missing a lot of school for this yeah <laughs> she she doesn't have very many lines she's just kind of 
there to like ask the questions the audience would ask i right. guess sometimes. yeah that's that's true but in season zero she has like her own motivations she's got her own stuff going on she has like dreams and ambitions that she like works towards literally she gets a job nice um yeah it's um it's really weird seeing the differences in characters because for example tristan um he's much more of like a prep kid oh. if that makes any sense he's on oh, i'm not entirely sure what the equivalent in america or the english-speaking world would be but he's on the school's like beautification committee where he likes he, he likes to make every, sure everything's neat and tidy and looks good around the school which is like uh, okay. his responsibility like he's on the student government. I mean that kind of student that kind of sounds like like child labor at that point. Like well, that kind of sounds really. like you're getting it's a student like, to be the janitor. He's not the janitor. He like plans the stuff if that makes any oh, okay. sense. Oh okay. Okay. That's interesting. All right. He's, he's like a like a school boy scout almost. Uh okay. And I can kind of see bit. that for his character. Like I feel like that would add some depth that maybe we're missing here uh do we need that depth though i guess is my question if well in the original series yes because otherwise there would be no point to him but this series focuses so much on yugi and just dual monsters the game yeah everything else just gets kind of shunted to the side Hmm. like there's no character development just cards yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense I I would be curious to see like you know one day 5 years from now when we finish Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh yeah, or after 49 episodes. Yeah, per season for 5 seasons. Uh or you know if you just want to like watch these on your own time or whatever. I'd be curious to see what you think about some of the other series of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh I started watching 5Ds recently, I think I told you. Uh and I actually really enjoyed it. Like it's really it's really campy, like cyberpunk. But all five of the D's. All five of the D. Well, okay, four <laughs> of the D's are cyber, and one of the D's is punk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it. It's interesting because it's still like it's still very much a dual monsters show, mm-hmm. but the sort of trappings surrounding it are very different. So I wonder if maybe that would help, like introduce characters that can develop Hmm, i don't know if that makes any sense yeah maybe in this it's just like because it's so new in a way they introduce these characters and they have to kind of stick with them for now Hmm. Hmm. in the later seasons or the later series i guess uh how pronounced is the like mythology and like the magic side of stuff because if it's getting into like cyberpunk yeah, so I have only watched just a little bit of 5Ds now, uh, and I watched some GX, uh, and we watched that episode of Reigns, obviously. Um, in those, the like magic aspect didn't really seem to be like a thing. It's more about, I mean, in Reigns, obviously, the, the cybers, uh, and in 5Ds, it's uh, they race motorcycles and the speed that they're going at is kind of equivalent to their life points. Hmm. Um, so it's sort of like a mechanical, electronic sort of engineering side of it. But they all take place in the same universe. Uh, that I don't know, actually, interestingly enough. Uh, I believe so. I'm pretty sure. Um, That's a weird choice to make because this whole series is setting up, oh yeah, all these card games are actually all these like actual demons fighting each other in the shadow realms. And these are just like a component of it in the material realm. And then I guess it's, it would be weird in the future seasons if they're like, Oh yeah, gods and monsters. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares about them? Here's some motorcycles. (laughs) Uh, I know for sure that GX is definitely within the same universe because in the first episode, Yugi actually shows up. Uh Um, But he's like, you know, the king of games and he gives uh fucking what's his face? Main character. He gives he gives protagonist spiky haired main character. <laughs> yeah, he gives protagonist McGee uh his his first card or his favorite card or whatever, and it's the winged Karibo. Um I remember that name. <laughs> uh and uh that kind of sets off the whole adventure for them. Um but yeah, honestly I don't know. I know um Zexel is 
probably more magically based because uh, that is these names are so bad. I'm I, sorry. No, I know it's bad. Zexel has uh, like a spiritual Zexel? aspect to it. Like one of the main characters is a, a spirit that like helps this kid along. Oh. Um, and in Arc V, uh, it's <laughs> more of like a like a performance thing. Like they duel as performance. The dual tainers, yes. Yeah, the dual tainers. Uh, and like I'm me personally, I'm very curious to watch that series, and I might just do that in my own time, but. Uh, yeah, I don't think many other series, if any, maybe later seasons GX, uh, but I, I don't think many get into like the magic in the same way that Dual Monsters does. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could be totally wrong. Uh, if I'm wrong, please, uh, tell me, <laughs> let me know. Let's watch all the series. <laughs> and then in like 20 years, we'll finally be done with this podcast. And that's the interesting thing for, for me, I think is like, I really, really want to do this episode by episode. And while I will definitely watch one or two episodes of another series, just to like learn what's about, I don't want to get too deep in because I'm, I'm worried that I might like ruin the experience for myself when we come back to do episodes for the podcast. So like, yeah, I'll research it, but I also don't want to know too much, you know. Uh, I want to, I want to come in surprised, uh, fresh eyes. Yeah, similar to my feelings on Infinity War. At me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk about the episode? Let's talk about this episode. It's time to discuss the episode. Uh, Jimmy, I summarized the shit show last episode. <laughs> Do you want to summarize this week? This episode's the Dueling Monkey, starring Joey. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to contain my terrible New York accent, because Joey sure can't. I'll, I'll preempt this with, there were some weird accents in this episode. There were. <laughs> Not there's just a, Joey. There's a lot of uh, voice actors doing their best, or worst. So it starts off with my Valentine, like, on... A hill looking out over the ocean at sunset and she's like daydreaming about stomping more duelists her favorite pastime and then she just keeps getting mad because she keeps thinking of how joey defeated her and she's like seeing him going in the clouds yep and um at first it kind of seems like like she's in love with him she's like why can't i be happy what's missing from my life all these oh, yeah, things and then a picture and of, a joey, picture of shows joey shows up in the clouds and you're like is this a a romance plot yeah it's, it's like this like soft red and pink lighting yeah it's uh very romantic but no she's just mad yep and um she's like well i can't fight him again and uh this is lowering my uh my quality of life so then rex raptor shows up and he wants you to remember Rex Raptor, the Dino Duelist. The Dino Duelist. He has an accent too. I can't remember what it is, but he's. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he shows up and he wants to uh, re-challenge her after she dueled him on the boat and kicked him out of his own uh, cabin, because which was the um, the stakes they played for. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, she's like, "Hmm, I'll let you." Duel me again if you defeat Yugi first. If you defeat Joey first. Joey first. My mistake. So, um... Because for some reason, I, I... This may just be a rule that, like, we missed, but you can't duel the same person twice, apparently. Which makes sense. So you can't just keep clobbering the same person over and well, over. Well, but they'd run out of star chips. Oh. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Otherwise, uh, you'd anyway. just be like, hey, kid, duel me. I don't want to. Duel me bad. again. Uh, <laughs> duel me again. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So she gets Rex to duel Joey, yeah. basically. And so they show up, and they're, like, making fun of Joey uh, and, like, his cards. And it turns out Tristan, like, drops his deck, and he's been secretly learning duel monsters also this whole time. Yeah, I'm proud of which Joey. Is like, he's been taking, or uh, Tristan, rather. He's been taking, you know, dueling night classes. Which is the first we've seen of it this whole show, I think. Yeah. But, and they act all surprised that he's learning dual monsters, but they're on an island where you do nothing but play dual monsters. This is literally the one hobby you can have here. <laughs> it's called Duelist Kingdom. <laughs> it's run by a guy who makes dual monsters, so, yeah. When in Rome, I guess. When, <laughs> when in Rome, duel some monsters. <laughs> 
So um, Rex Raptor shows up, and uh, actually, Mai shows up, and she challenges Joey. And he's like, fine, I'll take you on. And she's like, oh, no, it's not me. And then Rex Raptor, like, steps out from a tree behind her. He's like, you're going to duel me. And then he, like, does this weird straining noise. And a, um, a duelist um, stadium just pops out of the ground behind him, which was incredible timing. I'm not entirely sure how they do this. Yeah, I figure that's like that might be part of the uh, like observation system that Pegasus has set up that we saw in the last episode. Like maybe Pegasus is watching with his like eye in the sky. Oh, and he maybe. Goes, oh, they're about to duel. Let's send. Let's set up a thing there. And there's just the entire island is just like crisscrossed like a minefield with these hidden uh, dual battle stations. Right. And yeah. so whenever it says anyone wants to duel one just pops up nearby i think that's it i think we solved it good job us <laughs> it had has a great dramatic timing anyway so they get up on there and joey's trying to oh i should mention the catch for this game is joey can't take any help from yugi right because cause... that's how he beat her last time was through yugi's tutelage and she wants to just see him stomped flat into the ground with dinosaurs. Great use of the word tutelage. <laughs> tutelage is a fun <laughs> word to say. Tutelage. Uh, yeah. yeah. And no, then no, yeah. Um, Joey brings out his, what was it, baby dragon? Yes. He, he's got His he, plan is to do the same thing he did before. Yep. Play the baby dragon and then play time wizard. Time was it? wizard. That will accelerate time and make this baby dragon grow up. But, into Thousand Dragon. <laughs> I can't, still can't believe that name, Thousand Dragon. I guess that's how many years the dragon has been alive. I think so. I think that's But why the wouldn't idea. they call it Millennium Dragon? I guess people would mistake it for a Millennium item. I, think, I don't know. I think there's probably a different card called Millennium Dragon, and we just don't probably. talk about that. Oh, who cares? <laughs> but um, uh, Rex Raptor brings out a two-headed dragon monster thing that immediately squashes this baby dragon flat and it's i think it was actually censored because there's just this huge gleam of light like where its foot's coming down and you can't see what's going on and it definitely seems like it was pasted in after the fact like oh yeah oh it's just like a sticker there was a lot of i think censorship in this episode bringing it over to uh american shores yeah there was because earlier tristan i think punched joey other way around yeah, Tristan. Tristan yeah. was like, yeah, Joey punched Tristan. Yeah, because Tristan was saying that he should be reasonable and not just take every random challenge because he'll just get defeated and lose his star chips, and he won't right. be able to uh, get money for his sister's eye surgery. And um, it's a weird animation moment because it just suddenly cuts away from them, and everyone's just like gasp, and it doesn't show what they're looking at and then like it cuts back to joey and tristan and tristan's on the ground yeah and tristan goes why do you shove me but the like lip timing extra doesn't match up like it's there's a he says more words yeah and he's got like a bruise on his face yeah so i'm thinking in the original japanese version he got punched i think so and um they just decided that was too violent you know what let's save the violence for the monsters yeah we're not monsters here the monsters are (laughs) monsters the monsters are the true monsters. Uh, anyway, so the so the two-headed dragon stomps the baby dragon, right? Yeah. Stomps the baby dragon, and then he's able to... I forget what card he brings out next, that he's able to save himself. But he doesn't even realize like the field power bonuses, which we've been going mm-hmm. into in the, the last few episodes. And Rex Raptor is just doing all these dinosaur puns and making fun of him. It's a lot of back and forth kind of stuff that we don't need to get into because I feel like that happens in every episode. Yeah, I mean, like, especially in this one, it's Rex Raptor, who's like, what, the number two regional duelist or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it just sort of like... I'm, tra- I'm trying to, to go with the dinosaur pun here, but it's not working. He's trash-talking Joey basically the whole time and, and stomping on him because Joey yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. Anyway, all you need to know, listeners, is that Joey is bad at the game and Rex Raptor is good at the game. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> we don't need to go into all the individual <laughs> cards. And then it cuts away to uh, Tristan and Yugi 
um, who had run off. Uh, Tristan didn't want to stick around and see Joey get stomped after getting punched in the face. Yep. And so he runs over to the like this creek in the distance and is like washing his face. And Yugi shows up and is like talking to him. And Tristan says, "What are you doing here? You should be back coaching Joey." Even though, like, the whole point of the episode was that he shouldn't do that because it'll forfeit the match. Right. I'm not entirely sure what they're going for there. Yeah, I, I don't know. But Yugi says, no, Tristan, you need to be there supporter, supporting Joey because friendship is the true power or something along, <laughs> something those, along lines. those lines. <laughs> it's one of those episodes. <laughs> Where they try and do like an Aesop's fable and it doesn't really work, but all you need to know is the true magic is friendship. God, I wish not it, the actual magic. I wish it worked this way in real life, <laughs> right? Like, I wish that I could go to a tournament and just it, have your friends cheering you on. Yeah, just like whoever has the most friends wins. <laughs> <laughs> They're like pumping you up through the heart of the cards. I mean, that's kind of a rap battle right there. I think is what you're describing. <laughs> anyway yeah all the all the, your friends would be like behind you squad. and every time you play a card they'd just be like oh <laughs> super shit. hot fire snap uh yeah so we should do that <laughs> <laughs> okay so tristan's like yeah okay i'll go back and support joey and um then we cut back to the match going on and uh Rex actually brings out our card of the week from last time. Yeah. It's it's your boy, Serpent Knight Dragon. Serpent Knight Dragon comes out. And it's ex- what bothers me is that it's the exact art on the card. And they didn't animate it at all. No, not at all. It's, it's just so kind of a static image floating in space. All these other monsters have been like fighting each other and stuff. But it just kind of shows up. Yeah, it just floats there. It's uh, it's it has the benefit, I guess, of being a magical floating dragon, so they don't have to animate legs. <laughs> and the attack is just like black magic circling it, so you don't have to animate like its mouth opening or anything. Yeah, it's so. like in the original Pokemon games where every attack was just a bunch of pixels like coming out. Yeah, you don't have to animate it doing anything. It's just sitting there as magic flies around. Now it does make me wonder because we talked about censorship a little bit already. Do you think that this was edited in after the fact? No, they're just lazy. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on. Can't be ours to animate a big wiggly dragon. <laughs> but um we we see that Joey is clearly on the ropes, but then he looks into his hand and um he discovers that the card that he just drew is actually Tristan's card that he picked up off the ground earlier in the episode. And the deal with this card is it's like the friend of one of Joey's cards. These are these two... I forget what the name of the cards are. Swamp Battle God. Swamp Battle God and... and his friend. <laughs> and friend. <laughs> Edna Mode and guest. <laughs> one guest. <laughs> but when these cards are on the field together, like boost each other up. And so... Um, with the power of friendship, um, he plays both of these cards and they get bonuses from each other and are able to defeat uh, Serpent Night Dragon. Yeah, and there's a whole like there's a whole there's a whole mechanical on. reason built in there, like with the field bonus and the text on the cards. But literally none of that matters here. It's the power of friendship prevailing. Yeah, and then Joey looks around. And he hears people cheering for him, and he looks back, and it's Tristan and uh, and Yugi who came back, and they're cheering for him. And they're still friends, Jimmy. And they're still they're friends. They're still friends. And there's like, um, there's a um a flashback to what would I what I would consider a very loose adaptation of parts of the original anime, where. Joey is in this abandoned warehouse surrounded by thugs who are about to beat him up. And he's like protecting this innocent child who's like three years old. And he's like protecting this like three-year-old child from this gang that wants to beat up this child for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. This gang of like seven dudes. Yeah, like grown-ass teenagers wanting to beat up like a three-year-old. And he's protecting this kid. And he's like, I'll take you all on. And then behind him, Tristan shows up and is like, no, we're doing this together. 
And he's like, you don't have to do this, but I will for you because our friendship. And so like both of them together are able to defeat this gang of teenagers. And then it flashes back to the present and Tristan is there who, and Joey realizes he's always been there supporting him just like these two monster cards on the field. And there was your favorite shot. I've literally been shaking my head for like, <laughs> well, 20 years at this point, but I've, I've been shaking my head for the last couple of minutes it's here. A, just, it's it's a so bad. Great shot of these two monsters on the battlefield, like back to back in battle pose. And like in the clouds above them, there's Tristan and Joey, like <laughs> s- supporting each other in spirit. And so they're able to defeat Rex Raptor. Or wait, no, they didn't. No, they haven't yet. They so, haven't yet. So the, the the magical serpent night dragon attack was reflected back and defeated serpent night dragon. But but then, yes, thank you. Rex Raptor is then like, oh ho ho, you haven't seen my last card, and it's going to be a real doozy and or a, something to that effect. And then there's just like this ominous shadow behind him, like he hasn't played the card yet, but it's just like being foreshadowed as this giant red eyed monster. And then the episode just ends giant red-eyed monster hmm a black silhouette of a dragon with red eyes i wonder what card it could be uh so that's that was the whole episode that's where it ends yeah i i really appreciate that we didn't get it to be continued here did you notice that it It just just, it just ends this isn't like a two-part episode no it just stops yeah and i (laughs) But like story wise, it is a two part episode. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, so don't I don't know what they're doing. I don't here. know why they did that, but I I kind of appreciate it. Like we got the most out of, like we got the this is a short episode, and we got the most out of it. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a great summary. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, what was your uh, what was your favorite part? Let me think about that. I think my favorite part was the flashback that they had because. It was very clearly based on the original anime, mm-hmm. but they couldn't like actually have any part of the original anime whatsoever because it's too dark for kids. Right, yeah. And so they have this like hyper sanitized version. Of, yeah, they had like the B roll. Yeah. They have the B roll and it's just this like Disney fied their Tristan and Joey are sticking up for this child moment. Yeah. Which I but you know, yeah. Having watched parts of the original anime, I was like, "Oh, that's that warehouse where they fought all, the, all those guys with yo-yos." R- right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I said while we were watching. I was like, "Is that the yo-yo place? That looks like it the yo-yo place." Very similar. To be fair, in the original anime, there's a lot of abandoned warehouses where they have fights with people. I mean, where else are you gonna have fights <laughs> with people? Honestly, if you're not fighting in an abandoned warehouse, you shouldn't be fighting at all. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was an interesting like. It was an interesting flashback, I think, to Joey and Tristan. And like I was saying earlier, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of some character development for A them. little bit. At least a little bit of their backstory, which I think helps. It was It's the bare minimum of backstory, saying yeah. these guys have been friends for a while. Right. Which we kind of knew already. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> they can fight, I guess is what we learned. Yeah. I don't know. They can also use their fists and throw <laughs> cards. What was your favorite moment? Ah, uh, boy, I'm I'm trying to decide. There are a couple favorite moments that I have. I'm going to stick to this one. And my favorite moment is Rex Raptor. Uh, throughout this episode, because so we know about Rex Raptor that he is the Dino Duelist because he introduces himself as the Dino Duelist every time. His goddamn last name is Raptor. <laughs> First name Rex. Like, he can't be anything but the Dino Duelist. I wonder if that's his Christian name. Like Instead of, like, a stage name? Yeah, like, was he born to, you know, Jim and Sue Raptor? Uh, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Raptor of number four, Privet Drive. Right. Okay, we'll name our child Rex. You know, like, like uh, mom and pop racer. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, I love Rex in this episode because he proves that not only is he outwardly a Dino Duelist, He's also inwardly a dino duelist. Oh, yeah. Because there are multiple shots of just Rex's face, just close up, and it's him thinking to himself, but he still makes dinosaur puns. His entire inner monologue is still just dinosaur puns. It's not like a show he's putting on because he's the dino duelist. He calls Jimmy in his head. He doesn't say it to anybody. He calls uh, Joey an amateursaurus Rex. <laughs> Which is amazing to me because that's such a stretch that like, 
you know, you would save for like an actual joke in the show, I think. Yeah. But he's only making it to himself <laughs> and us, I guess, as the audience. But like it it really shows something about his character that I don't think we would have gotten otherwise. He just really likes dinosaurs. He really likes and dinosaur based humor. And the dinosaurs are super fake. Like there's not a single real dinosaur card. It's all like dragon adjacent shit. But like his single-mindedness in this, I think rivals Weevil Underwood's love of bugs, if I'm gonna be honest. It might even surpass it. I, I mean, can see that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, find me on that all you want. But like uh I I think uh I think his like real passion comes out here. I, I, his passion for dinosaurs. His passion for dinosaurs. I really hope the best for him, you know? Uh, and, I mean, the, his delivery... I think he'll be fine. He is a number two <laughs> he'll be okay. regional duelist. Uh, his voice is also really weird. Like, I really want to know what the recording studio looked like when they were doing that. Uh, because it's like... It's like, Jimmy, your impression of Weevil Underwood pitched, <laughs> pitched down an octave. Huh. And so he he kind of talks like this all the time. It's me, Rex Raptor, the Dino Duelist. Do you remember? Yeah, he can't quite place what kind of voice he's going for. Yeah, he, I don't think he can decide is the thing. I think whatever voice he's going for it requires a lot of, like, tea with honey just to maintain. Because <laughs> it's going to wreck your voice pretty quick. Maybe in his off time, he's, like, doing dinosaur roars all the time. Then his voice just kind of gets, like, hoarse. Oh, so he kind of has to talk like this. There it is. There it is. See, my theory, and I like yours better, I think. My theory was that that's the voice that he puts on. It, as kinda, the dino duelist. As the dino duelist. And his actual voice is just like, uh, and yes, today I was reading uh, a book about the Stegosaurus. And, but it's me, the dino duelist. Um, but no, I, I like, I like yours better. I think that's more true to the character. Um, yeah. What, what about your worst? The worst was definitely the shot of the, uh, what was it? The night dragon? Yeah. Serpent night dragon. The serpent night dragon. It, yeah. It's the, probably one of the worst shots I, we've seen uh, so far. I was it's so literally excited. just cut and pasted from the art and then just kind of, they didn't even move it around. No, that's the thing. It was like static in the frame even. Yeah, it's just I, sitting uh, there and then like magic energy kind of roils around it. And it was just extremely lazy on the part of the animators. It was. I I was so excited when it came out too. So I was like, oh, no way. That's our card of the week from last week. That's great. Uh, but no, no, no such luck. Disappointing. Disappointing. Was the worst. <sighs> Uh, I think my worst was at the beginning uh, of this episode, they were making fun of Joey for like not being a good duelist. Uh, and they make a lot of jokes about like, you know, oh, do you uh, do you want to like duel somebody? Somebody like they come to this clearing, basically. And there's a, a bunch, bunch of, of normal people around. And Tay even oh, makes yeah. that joke. It's a great it's the best joke, but it's ruined shortly afterwards. So the best joke in the whole episode is they get to this clearing where there's a bunch of people like dueling and uh Taya's like finally some normal looking people. <laughs> uh, Which is great in a Yu-Gi-Oh show because like all of these people have ridiculous hair and are very obviously protagonists is like finally some normal ass people. Because you forget, world. right? You forget that not everyone is like this. Yeah. And then we come to this this part of the show where it's like, oh, here are some normal people, people that we wearing could normal duel. clothes. They've got like standard like brown hair or black hair or blonde hair or, blonde or red hair. hair. But yeah. like you know, nothing's nothing is like standing straight up in in you know neon green, right? And nobody's uh, summoning actual demons to like fight alongside them um, <laughs> some normal ass people playing a normal ass card game it's very refreshing uh and then it's immediately ruined by tristan and yugi even joking at joey like hey do you want to duel one of these normal looking people or do you want to find something easier like a three-year-old and somebody i forget who even makes the joke oh he's probably just waiting to find a dueling monkey and Joey gets really the offended the by episode. this, and they keep, they keep like railing into him, like, "Oh, maybe you'd prefer dueling a monkey." Ha <laughs> ha! Monkeys don't know how to duel. And it bothers me on a couple of levels. It bothers me that they would keep like not make the joke because if Joey's like in on the joke, then that's one thing. But he's so clearly offended by it, and they keep going <laughs> into it to the point where I'm pretty sure Rex even overheard them because he makes the joke at one point. Uh, 
it just he was hiding behind the tree listening to them yeah it's just such a bad like it's such a bad feeling i guess that it that it gave me that they kept making fun of their friend in this way especially in an episode so centered around like friendship yeah which i mean maybe that's the point is like even though you may fight sometimes, you can still be friends. Like maybe that's the lesson we're supposed to be learning here as, you know, men in our late twenties. Uh, but like, I, you know, it, I mean, yeah, talk smack to your friends all you want, but like if they're actually getting offended, then don't then maybe do don't. That. Yeah. Maybe you can stop. Like maybe we would have avoided the whole stop conflict. Insulting in this episode. your friend who's trying to duel for the sake of getting money for his sister's, surgery yeah like it just <laughs> ha ha you're trying to save your sister you dumbass you <laughs> <laughs> can't what, play cards for shit feels like that's what it feels like and it's just so <laughs> it's so unnecessary here especially and here's the, here's the other reason it bothers me is i i tried to look up that shot that was your least favorite uh and or no 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 not the shot that was your least favorite the shot that i thought was gonna be your least favorite the one where it's the two monsters oh, like, the one yeah buddy copping it up and uh, I Googled Dueling Monkey episode screen cap, and in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, there is a Dueling Monkey. What? There is a monkey that duels, oh, and I want to watch that episode really bad. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I think if we're in a world where even a monkey can play duel monsters, that is incredibly poor taste to be making that joke on multiple levels. Man, Yu-Gi-Oh! really is just like the card game version of F-Zero because there's a monkey, a super smart monkey in F-Zero who drives a, one of the racing machines. There we go. All right. We've solved it. We've nailed it. And <laughs> you know, when we get to, when we get to five D's, we'll be racing even. So yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think we've nailed it. Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, F-Zero, same universe. Yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That'd be so cool. If like you get Captain, Captain Falcon in a duel, <laughs> could you imagine? Show me your cards. <laughs> It's time to Falcon Duel. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> all of his all of his cards would be like Falcon related too. Yeah, that would be like fiery birds and phoenixes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that would actually be really cool. That reminds me, though, is it okay if I have an honorary mention worst part? Oh, please do. Okay, so uh, where do I we start? We don't rag on this show enough. No. Where do I start? Uh, this. Uh, sort of opening arc of Duelist Kingdom has been talking a lot about field bonuses, right? And we start this duel with uh, Rex Raptor, you know, showing, okay, we're going to have fields in this duel, and they're going to give his dinosaur cards a, a power boost. And again, we start ragging on Joey because Rex is like, uh, I bet you won't even know how to use these field bonuses. Uh, or I bet you won't know how to take advantage of these field bonuses. And jo Joey goes, essentially, jokes on you. I don't even know what a field bonus is, <laughs> um, which is a which is excellent. Uh, but so the field is, uh, I think, just a planes, or f I think it might even just be called fields, honestly. Uh, but it gives both dinosaurs and warriors a power bonus. Why dinosaurs and warriors? I don't know. Neither makes sense to me. Uh, but that's but that's the thing, and that's kind of what Joey learns a little bit in that when he summons his warrior cards, uh, it. Uh, oh, sorry, we're being distracted by how cute my dog is. Oh, look at that good boy! What a good boy! Anyway, <laughs> uh, the uh, field bonus. Uh, gives his warrior cards a power bonus so that the warrior cards can start defeating the dinosaurs. Um, but an interesting wrinkle is thrown in when he summons a, I don't even remember the name of the card, but a warrior with a flaming blade. And that warrior gets the field bonus and does even more damage to Rex's dinosaur. And because dinosaurs, as it turns out, as it turns out, they're weak to fire. Who knew? Because when I think of dinosaurs, I think, oh, yeah, just set that guy on fire. Yeah. <laughs> that will go down instantly. Super easy. Right? So it does, like, double damage to all these dinosaurs. In fact, there's, like, a mini montage of it, like, attacking all of Rex's cards. And yeah. they're all just, like, splitting in half. Yeah. So it's implied that, like, this card, this single card, holds its own for, like, three turns at least. Because it's fire. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I mean, I guess if you had to give, like, 
an element of some kind an advantage against dinosaurs. I would rather it be fire. But do yeah, you have like, to? <laughs> I don't know. Like rocks from the sky would be more interesting. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe if you play the moon card and, and like stab bring the, the moon, moon with the sword again, and bring the pieces of the moon down, it will kill all dinosaurs. That I would be know. really interesting. That would be an interesting side effect of that uh, that card. Huh. <laughs> We've already established you can just play the moon and then stab the moon with a sword and <laughs> blow it up to cause the oceans to go away. So I mean, but it's but it's Joey. Yeah, I don't know. God bless him. Uh, do you have anything else? If you have infinite monkeys and give them infinite Yu-Gi-Oh cards, eventually you're going to get a good deck. <laughs> it's the old philosophical question. Yeah, the old uh, the old adage, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's, it's time, time to end the episode. Jimmy, as always, we're going to end the episode with our card of the week. Uh, this week's card of the week is another dragon. Blue Rose Dragon. That's a lot of dragons. It's a lot of dragons. When this card is on the field, or pardon me, when this card on the field is destroyed and sent to the graveyard, you can target one Black Rose Dragon or one plant-type monster in your graveyard and special summon that target. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, well, you lose, lose a monster, gain a monster. There you go. All right. Blue Rose Dragon is a four-star, uh, 1,600 attack, 1,200 defense card, uh, and is our card of the week. Jimmy, do you have any closing notes before we end it out? Nope. Awesome. Good. Uh, don't, well, just don't forget to plug our uh, our new Instagram. That's what I, I was about to say. Uh, if you want to follow the show, uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, or you can find our Twitter at Y-A-M-P-O-D, Yampod. Uh, Instagram also at Yampod. Uh, and you can email us at youactivatemypodcast at gmail.com. Um, Jimmy, what do we say? Hey, I'm Duel in here. <laughs>